Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes, John, how you doing? I'm here on your left. I must be out of shape, because I used to could say that all in one breath, yeah. and now it's like I'm having to breathe again at the end. Well, you made the mistake <laughs> of, like, you know, cycling in the hot sun yesterday, there you so go. your brain's still kind of, like, you know, trying I'm, to get I'm that liquid. traumatized. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hot here in Memphis. I don't it know, is. you know, it's wherever you guys are that are listening, but in Memphis, it is hot. It's like 99 degrees around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then the heat index is like 110, 112. So right. it was so nice, and everybody was talking about what a blessing of, of a long spring we've had, and then wham. It right. was like we got hit in the face with a frying pan pretty and, quickly. And then you realize your air conditioner does not work as well as you thought it was going to oh, work. Oh, in the car, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it definitely – it will. the heat like this will definitely uh, point a lot of that stuff out, whether yes. it's your home or whatever. Yeah. We had an AC thing at the house the other day, and we're about to go on vacation and all that, and I was like, man – you got to be kidding me. We're about to add on, you know, and mm-hmm. all those things, build an office on. And, and I know I was going to have to probably get a new unit at some right. point to cover the size. I was like, please don't let me have to get one now. Just have to buy another one, you know, down the road. And it luckily it just turned out to be a, a one of the drains pipes was, it was stopped Logged. or something. Gotcha. And so yeah. it was an easy fix. Thank you, God. But, yeah. but yeah, it's crazy weather here in Memphis. And, you know, it's, it's been just a lot of stuff going on. We've had a lot of great uh, solemnities and feast here in the church, you know, as we always do here in, in June. And, so it's been a great time for all of that. And, you know, I've got some stuff coming up this week. I told you we're going on vacation. and But at the front end of that vacation, we're actually going to speak at a, at a parish in Cumming, Georgia, uh, St. Brendan the Navigator. So uh, mm-hmm. by the time this comes out, I've already done it. But shout out to all those that were there at the talk cool. or possibly going. So You know the story behind the Navigator, right? Uh, no, it's not the Disney not movie, by the way. No, yeah. no. Uh-uh. But he was, he was like a, a, a monk from Ireland that supposedly went across the ocean. Okay. And came back, like, you know, where, you know, like canada is now oh really that's a theory yes yeah. so like on a jet ski or something or he just he just he like he likes sailing the ocean blue man that's well, why about the Voyager, yeah. man those guys are different breed man yeah, they were <laughs> but uh you know before we jump into what we're going to talk about today i want to get into just saying first of all thank you as we always do to covenant eyes for sponsoring us they've been you know a solid sponsor for us for months now and they continue to do so uh they're doing great work to help men uh, i know that uh, several of my friends work there that I know, and they they you know keep me updated on what they're doing and just all how they're trying to stay ahead of the curve and all the changing technology. And that's one thing that I really love about them is it's a service that you can depend on. Where it's not going, it's not outdated as things grow, as technology moves, as you know all these different algorithms and things change. They're right there in the forefront of all that stuff, so you can depend on them if you're if if you're looking for something to keep all of this stuff out of your life. Pornography, these images, all this other stuff that's out there, um, you know, that's within our, our fingers' reach any, any time, right? In our pockets, on our laptops, anything. And especially during our children's, right? They, they can they can get to this stuff very easily too if we're not safeguarding their things. So Covenant Eyes is staying ahead of that curve. They're out there, they're continuing to to hold true to their mission, which is to break men and women free from pornography. So. Guys, go and support them. You can do that um, by going to CovenantEyes.com. There's also a link on our website where you can find a 30-day free trial there as well. But um, you know, don't let your your don't let lust and and 
sin and all these other things, pornography impede your road to holiness and to virtue that we work so hard to try to get to on this show and in, in this ministry uh, with you guys. So if this is a problem in your life, go get coming in eyes, try that 30 day free trial. I'm sure you're going to love it. It'll help you with your accountability with all this stuff and you can move forward trying to get this out of your life. So guys go and do that today. Um, I'm excited about a couple other things. We got mm-hmm. the community up and running that we talked about. So many guys that were patrons have switched over now to this community and become members of the community. If you haven't yet, guys, please do so. We're going to continue to move the content over to the membership into the community uh, out of Patreon. So, you know, before the month in or the beginning of the next month, we're going to quit using that service. So please go ahead and move over to the community. And here's the reason why everything's in one place. You know, you don't have to go to two different websites anymore. You're on one site. So if you want to listen to the podcast, you can do it there, whether you're a member or not. You want to listen to the, the, the live interviews we do, they're right there. You want to find out information about booking me or, or any of the stuff where we might be speaking around you. All that stuff is there. Um, but then you also can log right in the community. And if you don't delete your browsing history or something, once you log in, you're in. So you'll have your exclusive content right there, all the extra interviews, all the deeper dives, any of the um, other stuff that we put out video-wise is there. You're going to also be able to now to comment on each one of those below. So I'll be able to reply to you. You can comment to me, to, to the other brothers that are in the in the community there. Um, then you also have the Narrow Road is in there. So as a member, you get the, the copy of the Narrow Road, come to your front door every month. But now in that community, there's also... Uh, PDFs of every narrow road we've done so far. So if you want to go back and look at something, you want to go back and reread a reflection, it's right there. And all the videos are right there. So it's perfect for an individual guy or also for a parish that may be running it in its men's group. All of that is there now in that membership. And we're going to get, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. And that will be at the, you're finishing the finalization transfer from Patreon to the community. It's open now. It's open now. So people can move right now. Yeah. June, 2021. So everybody can move now. But um, yeah, and it's also going to give you, when you become a member, you're going to get uh, early bird access to in-person retreats. We are planning an in-person retreat right now for the mm-hmm. fall. We're definitely going to have one in the spring of next year too. So if you want early bird access to sign up to that, there'll be limited spots. You know, members get access to that before anybody else does. Also to the courses we're going to come out with. We're going to have some leadership courses, some courses that go along with how to lead narrow road groups, also how to just start and run men's groups. So we're going to have deeper dive courses into all these things, and it's all right there in the community. That's the beauty of it now. You go to one place, and you've got everything. It's not five different prices or different tiers or any of that. $25 gets you into it, and you get everything we have to offer. And you can go and sign up for that at justaguyinthepew.com. There's now a link at the top that says community. Once you click it, you go in there, you sign up, you put in your card information. You'll get billed monthly. You can stop at any time. But you are now, after you've done that, in the community. And guys, we just had a patron uh, Zoom last night with a lot of guys that support the ministry, and it's exciting. These guys are beginning to know each other. They're beginning to to uh, you know know each other's backgrounds and stories, and it's just amazing. I had a friend jump in there for the first time last night uh, here from Memphis, and he just was raving about how great it was and what an experience it was and, and how he was so proud to see what was going on in the ministry. So... Guys, if you haven't done it yet, become a member of Just a Guy in the Pew. If you are already a patron, switch on over. But either way, there's so much to offer you there. And look, what we're trying to do is get men to walk in community with each other. That's what you know. Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. You and I know from our men's group that we have to walk this walk together with other men. That's the only way we're going to be able to continue to grow in virtue and holiness. So guys, you can do that again at justaguyinthepew.com and then go to community. We also have the store open up. So guys, now we have the Columbia 
fishing shirts, the hats, the coffee mugs, the koozies. Now we have uh, car magnets that you can get five by five round with the logo on them all in there. We've got inventory for all of it. So all you got to do is go in there and if you want something, you can buy it. You don't have to worry about signing up for a donation level to get a certain thing. It's open and free to everybody. So you can find that in the store at justaguyonthepew.com too. So that's a lot, guys. I hope you'll just go and look at it all and, and you know really think about becoming a member because I think it's really going to benefit you if you do. Um, so today's topic, you know, I, I'm going to give a talk this Friday at uh, St. Brendan's, as I mentioned. And the topic that they asked me to speak about was man is protector of family and society. So as I was thinking about this, I was like, man, what a great topic for a podcast. And, you know, as you know, society is not where it used to be, Victor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's we're in a post-Christian society for the first time ever, right, where where there are more people that are claiming to be nuns or non-affiliated to religion or anything than there are Christians for the first time in the world ever. And, you know, as men, a lot of times you could sit around and you hear other guys, we complain about it. You know, we, we hear about the decline of morality and the decline of society and just where, you know, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, if you will, all the time. And in a lot of ways, it is. Things have been going down. But it's, it's our job as men to be the protectors of society and the family. You know, you see the influence of all this stuff, what it's having on other men, what it's having on our wives, our children, our church. And we oftentimes, if, as men, we sit there and we go, well, when's somebody going to do something about it? You know, who's going to fix this? Well, the answer is us, right? God put us here as the protector of you know, our family, of society, of our brothers, as men. You know, women for a long time have had to step into that void. You know, here, here's like my wife that's, you know, a, a full-time employee. She's a mother. She's a, 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 a wife. You know, she's, she's chauffeur of the children. She's doing all these different things. And, and yet, oftentimes in this new world, as men, we've allowed them to also become the spiritual leaders of the family, you know, where they're running everything mm-hmm. because we're busy off buying the lie of the world that we've got to be productive and we've got to have the house and the cars and the money and all of these things. And we've abdicated that responsibility. And you look around and you see this narrative in the culture now where the culture is even trying to tell you that just you being a man is bad, right? The fact that you were born as a man is toxic. It's wrong. It's a detriment to, to uh, society. And a lot of that's come because, you know, of things like we've seen with these executives in Hollywood that have abused their power and abused women. And, and now because of a, bad, a few bad seeds, now the entire population of men is being labeled by society as is non-needed as a as a disease as something that that needs to go away right that manhood is bad in and of itself but the truth is god doesn't create anything bad Mm -hmm. god creates good things right we just make bad choices so the idea that masculinity is bad in itself is just ridiculous but we see this and, and victor i can remember even being a kid watching shows now looking back in hindsight at the shows that used to that, that are still on TV a lot of them you got the longest running TV show ever in the Simpsons I believe mm-hmm. and and what is the the main male in that not Bart but the father Homer portrayed as a bumbling beer drinking idiot that makes dumb decisions and always gets his family into trouble right and that's the sort of image that we have ingrained in our head of men you look at, at what is it, al bundy from married with children same thing you know uh angry guy you know uh, talking down to his wife all the time beer drinking you know cares more about himself than his family uh sort of image and then you used to see things like you know two and a half men where they portray guys that oh you're supposed to be batching it and, and divorced and living the life you want because you realize marriage wasn't for you and how great of a life this is and this is what society has portrayed men to be and so many of us have bought into this as 
you know, what we think we should be, but it's not. It's not what God designed us for. Well, I mean, I think we're we're battling two kind of uh, images that have been portrayed over time. Obviously, like you know, in the in the fifties, uh, a lot of the men had a lot more power and authority. And, you know, the family dynamics shifted from sometimes during, as we know, the history, the Vietnam War protests and so forth. Now, there's always some good things that come from things of changes, right? Sure. Things are developing. And those hidden poor decisions by some men, like you said, executives, are coming out that they can't be the predators as they yeah. are, right? That's, we, we are, obviously, we're not saying that that's, that is a bad thing. You know, that, yeah, we that behavior, it is a yes, bad thing. it is. Yes. <laughs> that behavior isn't, should not be tolerated. Yeah. And I think as a lot of women who were persecuted in some form, as finally their voices are finally being heard, people are believing them, you mm-hmm. know? And that's About great. everybody. About everybody, right, guys, right. Yeah. And the thing, they're, 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 their voices are being heard, and, and unfortunately a lot's being thrown at, you know, a lot of anger, and some of the targets, they're missing and hitting people who, decent men who have always tried to do the best they can in their life. Sure. Right. And so therefore we're taking hits, you know, and mm-hmm. unjustly we are taking hits, but I, I think majority of the women out there realize there are good, decent men mm-hmm. and they don't mean to, to attack us. It's just that it's just like a machine gun spray yeah. in the media and so forth. And so, you know, men who like, like us who realize what our foundation is, is to be good husbands and good fathers. That's, I think that's what they want, yeah. right? Because there's so many men that have abandoned their families and therefore by anger, they're portraying this on the media, yeah. right? I mean, they're getting back and like, this is, this is what's wrong with society. It starts with the man. Yeah, and, and that's a, like, the danger in all this is that we start buying into this, right? If someone tells you enough that you're bad, that you're not good, that you're not worth anything, no matter what, after a while, you start to believe that stuff if you're not strong in your faith, right? Exactly, if you're not strong in your faith. And so you're hearing all that, you know, you've had these these subliminal messages pipe through and these shows forever to you. So, so many men have just abdicated this role and said, this is the life I'm supposed to live because I don't know any different, or why even try to be better? But when we do that, we are abandoning the role that God put us in, which is to protect our families and society. You know, and it starts in Genesis. You can go back and see in Genesis verse two, 15, or chapter 2, verse 15, that it says, God took man and settled him in the garden to cultivate and care for it, right? We're not meant to be these just, you know, loose cannon playboys out there ignoring all of our responsibilities and living for ourselves and living selfishly and all of that. We're supposed to be protecting society. We're supposed to be protecting our family. And, and being these men that, that God calls us to be. Look, men like St. Joseph, I mean, we're so blessed to have this year of St. Joseph mm-hmm. you know, given to us by Pope Francis um, because it calls us back into the greatest protector of society in the church, right? Is That's what they call uh, St. Joseph, is protector of the family, protector of the universal church, sure, yeah. all of these things. And you can look back and see through his actions. We don't have a lot about him in the Bible, but the things that you look at is, you know, imagine being him and you know you're about to marry this young girl and, and start this life and you're happy and the next thing you know she shows up pregnant you know how many of us would be like wait a minute who have you been seeing what's been going mm-hmm. on like what but and, and he says he wanted to divorce her quietly to not cause her shame so here's his first act of protection first of all that that shame meant being stoned it wasn't being called names it mm-hmm. was about possibly being drugged in the street and killed and so he did not want that first so even though he was probably hurt he was confused he didn't understand any of this stuff He's still trying to protect her, right? And then the angel comes to him and explains everything. And in humility, 
He accepts this responsibility. This isn't my child. This is the son of God. Now I'm going to be the father, the surrogate father to the son of God. Right. You know, I mean, you're putting all this on me and he didn't run from it. Right. He didn't go, you know, find the bottle and start drinking or go get on drugs or dive into pornography or any of that stuff. I know a lot of that went around, but, mm-hmm. but still the point is he didn't, you know, he didn't run the other way. He accepted that responsibility, even though it wasn't easy for him. You know, he really expressed all of these virtues. He persevered, you know, right? I, there's all these depictions of, of Joseph as this old, weak, frail man, but he carried his family all the way to Bethlehem. He found a place for them, even if though it was a manger, not the optimal place for a birth, right. but he found a place for her and the baby to be protected. And when he found out that Herod was coming for him to kill him, he took them all the way to Egypt. We're not talking about he jumped on a bus or a plane or a boat. He walked mm-hmm. his family all the way from Bethlehem to Egypt and kept them there out of a job, out of work. You know, like I'm sure he had to go find the refugees. Right. Yeah, right. So his business and all the stuff that he had been living off of, he had to leave all that behind. Right. Which a lot of times in our life, our mm-hmm. business and what we do for a living defines us. And we freak out if any of that changes. But he put all that to the side and took his wife and his child to Egypt and then built a new life there when he had to. Right. And when God called him back, he walked him straight back to Nazareth and he continued to protect his family and his and his and the dignity of his wife. And he showed virtues like humility and perseverance and all of these things. And we're called to do the same thing. And so many of us, I think we we want that, We but we just don't realize that we want it. You look around and we've talked about this before, Victor, like just the obsession in the culture right now with superheroes and mm-hmm. all of these things like that, like movie after movie keeps making billions and billions of dollars. And you have to ask yourself why? It's because in all these movies, these men are, are portraying virtue. Right, they're portraying they're portraying protection, right? Superman, Captain America, all the Marvel movies. We all want to be in those movies, right? Like you're not just watching it, you're dreaming like what would it be like to be able to jump over a building like that? Or to be able to be bulletproof or to be able to protect anybody around you, to to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And that's this call from within us is we all have that. And the culture tries to beat it down out of us. It tries to tell us that we're no good because it knows the potential that we have when we understand how good we actually are. And when we start to live in that, then God's graces start to flow. When we start to become the husband, we talk about the narrow road, the husband and the father, where you know, here's our wives that are, like I said, full-time employee, full-time moms. They have all this stuff going on and constantly the devil's attacking them, telling them they're not good enough, they're not enough. I can't tell you how many times Angela comes to me and I didn't get this done today, or I'm a terrible mom because I didn't do this. And I'm looking at her going, are you nuts? Do you see the 130 other things you did today for everyone else but yourself? And if that's another way we can be a protector is to sit there and to beat back those lies of the devil to affirm our wives about how good and how amazing they are, right? Because that's one of the biggest things you see with women a lot is they beat themselves up that they're never enough because they want to give so so fully of themselves all the time. And so that's one way we can be a protector. You know, with our children, our children live in a world now where they tell you, where people tell them, you can be whatever you want, be different, or you're weird, or you need to be this way, or you need to like this instead of that. There's always these other things coming from society that are preaching things to our children, usually lies and falsehoods and and bad things. And it's our job as fathers to be able to protect them from that, being there to affirm them, you're good. You're, you're good because God made you, right? You're good because you're mine. I love you. You bless me. I am proud of you. These are ways that we could be protector in our in our families and even in society with our relationship with our friendships. It's continued to be that wall. You know, Bill Donahue showed me a picture one time that I've loved, and it's of a young child, 
and there's the fire is just raining down from heaven. I mean, it's just like meteorites and fire and all stuff. And there's a dad sitting there with a shield above the little girl, and he's taking the brunt of the mm-hmm. attack. And the girl's sitting there playing with a doll and doesn't even realize what's going on. And that's our role as, as men in this society and, and in the church is to no longer abdicate our roles and say, you know, the women can do that like they have with everything else, but to stand up and to be the leaders that God created us to be, both spiritually in our families and in the church. And and going back to what you're saying in relationships, I think there's also two types too. Like you have the relationship with strong faith in it, and you have a relationship that has a minimal faith or zero faith. And with the strong faith in it, you know, you do, you act without even asking. You know I mean? You, sure. It's, it's automatic to protect. But then when the relationships that have zero faith or zero foundation of faith, there's always this constant re- reaffirmation of, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Why are you mad? Uh, you know, there's this constant, like, not no, like limited trust, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that the bonding of that relationship is always like in strife, you know? But when uh, the relationships are like based on God and faith, it's always tighter and stronger, even though they may have disagreements. You know, they come together with love and, and understanding, you know? It's not a shouting match of, threatening the divorce like that, you know? Yeah. But with the relationship that, that needs God, as he's trying to say, men, come to this, come to me and fix your relationship, you know? Yeah. And that's when you repair that relationship that's always like on the strife of, 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 of loss, you know? And, and, and that's the thing that what we need to kind of realize as men is that what relationship are we in right now? Are we, like you said, are we the ones just kind of take the back seat and letting our wife do all the driving or our spouse doing all the driving? Or are we the person saying, hey, let me take over. I'll help. This is a shared load, right? right. And that's what, we, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And, and, and see, this is the thing. Like, There's a direct correlation in the decline of society and in the decline of men. As you're saying, there's plenty of good men out there. I'm not yeah. talking about the ones that, that are living the faith to the sure, best of their yeah. ability. But I'm talking about when we, when we simply shirk our, our responsibilities on all these things, our society and our friends and our families suffer. Um, you know, I can't, I speak about this so passionately because I've been on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a long time in my life where I, the only person I protected was myself, right? I, I protected myself with lies and alcohol and drugs and everything else, right, in my own little world and didn't really care about anything or anybody else. And I was part of the problem. And you may be sitting here now going, well, look, I mean, I, I feel like one of the guys you're talking about, but this just doesn't seem possible for me. That's ridiculous. You know, I didn't think it was possible either, but everything is possible with God's grace and his love and his mercy. And and I am not by any means a perfect individual or someone that has this down pat. Sure, neither am I. Yeah, but but exactly. I try each and every day, right? Yeah. I wake up with this in mind, and the days where I fail at it, I go to God before I go to bed, and I look over and I ask him to give me the strength to be better the next day. But this is the thing, like, we want change in the world, and we want to sit down, we want to read the papers, and we want to watch you know, Fox News or whatever news you watch and gripe about where the world is, but none of us want to get up off our butt and do something right. about it, right? And that's the only thing that's going to change. You know, it's it's like when David, you know, it was sitting there with, uh, you know, complaining to, I believe it was, uh, who was it that told him, uh, that was getting on him about Nathan. what he did? Yeah. yeah. And, and he says, that man is you, right? right? Well, that's what God is pointing us. When we question God, when are things going to get better? Who's going to do something about this? That man is you. What we have to realize is that we are men that were born for a time such as this. Right, like this is our purpose. This is our responsibility. So often in our life, we search for what you know. All I'm doing is going to work, and it's like my wife's on my life's on Groundhog Day and rinse and repeat every day. It's a never-ending cycle of work, come home, kids, wife. How was your day? Watch a little TV, go mm-hmm. to bed, do it again. What is the purpose of my life? This is the purpose of your life. 
to understand what God has made you to be, this protector of family and of society, this man among men, right? To be to be this 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 Saint Joseph in the world today and to stand up and to say, the hell with this anymore. I'm, we want to be different than we've got to throw these bushel baskets off the top of us and be the light in the world that God calls us to be, right? There's no more waiting for anybody else. The time is now for us to understand the calling God has put on our heart and to be to answer that with a resounding, yes, Lord, yes, where do you want from me, right? Mary has said that. Uh, uh, there's so many people in the Bible that have said, here I am, Lord. That's what we have to start saying. I'll do it. I'll be different. I'll change. Because the only thing that's going to catch the eye of, of other men in this world is men that are standing out. The world wants more and more of the same. It wants robots that just buy into the lies and all the crap that it dishes out. But when you step out of that line and you're walking in a different direction, guess what? Those men behind you, to the side of you, to the front of you, start looking at you. And they start saying, what's different? Where's he going? Why does he look so joyful? Why does he look so happy? It's because you're living in your vocation as a man. That's what God put us for. Just like Adam, he was there to protect the garden. Our garden is this world. Our garden is our church. Our garden is our family. And it's our responsibility to understand what that means, what God's called us to do, and know that he's given us the strength to do it. Right? This is something that we're not going at by ourselves. We do not lack the tools. We have the Holy Spirit. And what we have to do is stir that up into flame, ask what our gifts are, Ask God to show us and enlighten us how we can do this in the world and go out and be the men that he's called us to be. Right. Same being, say, Joseph isn't easy, but, you know, it's it's called in all of us to do, do that and to be that. Right. right. Joseph was an amazing person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's just every time I look at all the stuff that we have for St. Joseph and the guy never said a word in the Bible, it just perplexes me, right? I'm going, how can a guy not say a word and be so revered, right? right. What was the father of Calibur? Uh, uh, um, Callaway. Callaway, yeah. sorry. He's, he wrote a book that was really pull, pretty cool. What he said is that even though we may not see Joseph a lot, but but his characters were also imprinted on Jesus. Right, yeah, yeah. that's what right. I was gonna mention is when you see Jesus, you see St. Right. Joseph, because yeah. much like we wind up having the traits of our fathers or just too, the inclinations yeah. to, to be like them because mm-hmm. of being around them, Jesus did too. So you, know, you wanna look at how to do this, look at the model of St. Joseph, yeah. but also start researching what it means to be a man. Get involved in the narrow road, get involved in the community. This is why you need other men. It is hard to do it alone. Victor, I've called you so many days and told you when I'm struggling and I'm failing and you've always been there for me. I try to do the same for you and that's what we need in this world and that's what this ministry is all about is putting guys in a place together to be able to live this so it's not some pipe dream. It's not just another show you're listening to with a good idea. This is a something that we can all live if we do it together and we have a way to do that with you through the Just a Guy in the Pew community and through the narrow road. So if you want that, if you want to live this life, go to justaguyinthepew.com, sign up and we'll meet you there and try to help you. So guys, here we are at the end of the show. Look, if you want the world to be different, you have to be different. It's time to make a change. It's time to reclaim our God-given role as protector. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you created us to be the protector of our families, your church, and society. A lot of us, though, have given into the narrative of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and have abdicated this responsibility. Help us to never forget the vital role we men play in your plan of salvation. And Father, give us the strength to boldly live the faith and remind us that we were made for a time such as this. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.